Hey guys, welcome to the Fuel Your Soul podcast. I'm your host, Madison Burles. In my small corner of the internet, we will be chatting about the aspects of your fitness journey that can either help or hurt you on the road to becoming your strongest, healthiest, and most powerful self. I've made it my mission as a coach and trainer to help others create the blueprint for their health and fitness goals that saves them time and frustration and gives them the most power. If you're looking to level up in your journey with functional and sustainable change, then you're in the right place. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fuel Your Soul podcast, where we are spitting the truth with real, raw intentions and from someone who has nothing to gain by spewing utter and complete BS. So yeah, I guess that's my little, uh, that's my intro for today. (laughs) All right, so I want to talk about a concept that I've heard a lot, honestly, in conversation and clients and friends have mentioned this concept to me as something that they try to practice. And even I used to believe it myself. Um, and it's, it's honestly in a category of a lot of other things that have floated through the fitness space, but have no real science to back it up. Okay. So somewhere along the way, someone thought it was necessary to quote, keep the muscles guessing in order for them to grow or push past any growth plateaus. Now in someone's small little brain, they thought that muscles adapt to exercises quickly and that it's necessary to create muscle confusion by switching up your exercises each week in order to continue getting stronger. When in reality, your muscles aren't really confused by anything other than your poor bro science logic. Okay, this is just not true. But like I said, I used to believe it as well. It made sense in my mind. I thought if I'm doing the same thing all the time, my muscles know exactly what we're doing and they're not going to change. You know, they're not going to grow unless I change, you know, what the workouts look like or what the stimulus is. And like part of that like might be a valid train of thought, but um, if you keep listening, I'm going to explain to you why this is actually not what happens. So first we need to go over how muscles actually grow. Okay. Muscles only grow if they're forced to grow or there is a need for growth. Okay. There has to be some sort of, um, negative effect to them not growing with the stimulus. So unless there is a sufficient repetitive stimulus, there's no reason for your body to build more muscle tissue than it needs just on a daily basis for survival. When you are resistance training, however, you're creating micro tears in your muscle fibers. Okay. This is the time where we're actually breaking things down. We're breaking energy down on a chemical level and we're creating these little injuries in your muscles. Your body then uses fuel resources to heal these tiny tears in size and strength. So your body wants to adapt here so it can handle the next time you introduce that same stimuli. This is how muscles grow on a microscopic level. Now, when I refer to the fuel resources, I'm talking about post-workout nutrition. And this is exactly why post-workout recovery and nutrition in general are so important. You'll hear me say this a lot, but working out and all the time you spend, you know, quote, building muscle in the gym or, you know, doing the work, that physical work, that's like 20% of the progress that you're seeing on your body. 80% around there is all due to nutrition and how you are fueling your body. This is where... 
it is proven that you cannot outwork a bad diet. You cannot eat chips and cookies and ice cream and just like nutrient vacant foods and look like a bodybuilder. Okay. It only takes you so far, but back to the muscle growth, simply doing different exercises doesn't grow muscle alone. Increasing your load over time with similar movements and eating in a surplus is what is going to cause your muscles to grow. Okay, this surplus is needed so that your body can not only cover the basic functions of what you need energy to do. So this is just like regular biological processes like (laughs) breathing and all the muscles you use to do that, to get out of bed, to just live and survive. But it also needs extra fuel for extra growth. So in a surplus, your body has those resources to then put towards growing that extra muscle mass. Again, progressive overload with a solid 8 to 12 week training program and at least a slight surplus with emphasis on protein is your sweet spot for muscle growth. Okay, it's not changing up how you hit your biceps every single week. Okay. That's not it. Striving to make incremental progress in the gym every week, whether you're increasing the weight or the number of reps and eating enough so that your body can repair and adapt to the damage is the most important thing you can do to initiate muscle growth. Okay. Now I want to go over why muscle confusion can actually slow your progress. People who buy into the idea that you need to keep your muscles, quote, guessing as if they don't know what's going on (laughs) in order to stimulate growth are changing their exercises all the time, right? It's a week to week. We got to switch it up. We can't do the same workouts that we did last week. The problem with this is that week to week, it's very hard to track your progress. If you're always switching up your movements, you aren't familiar with what weight you can start and end with in your sets, nor are you building strength in specific movements if you're only repeating them like once or twice a month since you're switching it up on a week to week basis. For example, if I'm switching up what I do on my leg days every week and I only end up doing Bulgarian split squats every other week or less, they're going to (laughs) be, they're going to suck even more than they normally do because I'm doing them so infrequently that my body doesn't see a need to adapt to that specific stimuli and they're not going to get stronger. Now, why would we do this when Bulgarians already suck to begin with? So let's make sure that we're consistently working on them so that we can actually see and feel that progress of them getting easier. If you aren't feeling movements get easier or yourself get stronger and you're doing them every week, then you can come to me and ask some questions. But if I'm following a training program that follows the same split and exercises each week, my body is going to get the message and build strength each week. It's also going to be a hell of a lot easier to track my progress week to week because hopefully you're writing that down and we're not just winging it in the gym every time you go. Muscle confusion is great for making a whole lot of money from people who don't know any better, unfortunately. If you have to change up your routine all the time in order to see progress in the gym, then you're always going to need a new workout program to follow, okay? The good thing is that there's like a bajillion companies ready to sell them to you, whether it's from magazines, fitness influencers, gyms, like even in the gyms, um, they'll have marketing on posters or their little like iPads they make you sign up with, and even personal trainers. This is why... Oh God, this hurts me. 
This is why shitty trainers switch up their clients' workouts all the time, okay? It gives the illusion that they need to switch it up simply for job security for the trainer. When in reality, the client may be getting a good sweaty workout every week, but what kind of body recomposition progress do they actually have to show for doing different exercises every single week, okay? Like I said, they might still be burning calories during the workout, but in terms of building strength, mind-muscle connection, and lean muscle mass, it's probably, that process is going to take a lot slower if it even happens if you're doing a different workout every week. You guys know how transparent I am, okay? I program my clients and myself with 8 to 12 week training programs. I don't show my workouts every week because the truth is, it's boring to share the same thing every week and I feel like you guys are like, I mean, no one wants to see the same shit every week. But that's what's going to yield results. So if you don't see me working out or posting that I'm working out, I promise you I'm doing the same things and... If I'm not working out, I'm always telling you guys why, okay? I'm here to, you know, represent a realistic fitness journey. And that's not being on my A-game all the time. It's not being um, a pro at all exercises. But it's showing up even when it's hard. And it's testing out new movements. And it's doing the boring stuff because I know that it's going to yield the best results and make me feel the best and gain strength efficiently in my programming. So if... If we're talking about changing up workouts frequently, the one situation where that might be appropriate is for creating enough interest and fun to be consistent with whatever your movement looks like, okay? At the end of the day, moving your body with a balance of resistance training in whatever shape or form is most important. So however you need to do that in order to be consistent and make it a lifestyle, do that. If you are if it you know if you have the choice between like changing up your workout a little a little bit or deciding not to work out at all because you're so sick and tired of doing the same thing then just change it up a little bit okay it's not the end of the world you're not going to die because you're not in practicing progressive overload in the same with the same movements for one week okay it's one week maybe you'll find a movement that you really do like and that's going to help you keep moving consistently week after week month after month year after year and then it's worth it. It's worth it to just keep your body moving. Also, changing up the exercises for the same body part can help activate different muscles. So if we're talking about, you know, wanting to target glutes and hamstrings with an RDL and a hip thrust. An RDL is going to target the hamstrings slightly more in the lengthened position, and a hip thrust is going to target the glutes in a slightly shortened position or in a smaller range of motion. You can think about it. Both exercises are great for the posterior chain development, but in slightly different ways. So that's a scenario where it's okay to use um, or to switch up the, the variety of exercise you're doing for the same muscle group. An example of this that I sometimes use as a trainer in the gym with my clients is that if one of my clients comes in and their, let's say their lower back is bothering them from, you know, maybe they slept funny or whatever. We've all known someone with lower back pain. If our uh, session includes RDLs that day, I'm probably going to reg uh, not regress because it's just a different movement, but I'm probably going to uh, alternate that movement, the RDL, with something like a lightweight hip thrust so that we can still target those 
hamstrings and glutes, but in a more supported way that doesn't put as much pressure on the back. So that's a strategy that I use, honestly, more than I really think about is switching up different exercises that target the same muscle groups, depending on what my clients need day to day. Because different exercises for the same body part or different exercise variations, such as like a a pull-up versus a chin-up, which is like the same movement with a different grip, because that can more strongly activate different muscles, it's important to switch up your exercises every so often in order to achieve balanced muscular development and make sure that we're hitting all of your muscles regularly. So in the example of a squat, you might want to switch up how you do your squat after the eight to 12 weeks. So let's just say you've been rocking uh, goblet squats with a dumbbell. Maybe it's time to test out the good old barbell back squat. (laughs) There's a lot of different ways you can switch it up, but changing up how you hold the weight or your grip or doing unilateral movements versus, you know, double leg Um, there's a lot of different exercise varieties that can help you build well-balanced muscle throughout your whole body. All right. So the conclusion of today's episode is that the theory of muscle confusion is basically an old gym myth that is baseless with no evidence to suggest that muscles have feelings or are let alone confused by doing different exercises. So my advice for building lean muscle mass is stick with a well-rounded training program, focus on getting stronger week after week for at least eight to 12 weeks, fuel your body appropriately keep your muscle development balanced and keep consistent by making it fun. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you care about and you want to have efficient gains in the gym. (laughs) One of my, not even a pet peeve, it's more like my mission because this is truly why I'm here today is to save you guys time um, by sharing what I have learned over the last 10 to 12 years in my fitness journey and in the gym and in the kitchen And at the end of the day, I just want you guys to have a smoother journey. I want you to get to your goals faster by taking all of these things into consideration and applying them in ways that fit your needs. All right, guys, I will see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it and are feeling at least 1% stronger in your fitness journey. If so, let's put that energy into action. P.S. Are you looking for a little more than 1% today? Then head over to my Instagram and feel free to send me a DM with any questions. If you're looking to invest in personalized support in your fitness journey, then go ahead and fill out the application link in the show notes. Until next time, see you guys later.